0: Well, for this week's Asari Report, we are joined on the line by Dr. Imran Bakas and we're focusing on uh, the topic of unions from a glorious history to the thagari of Nihau. Uh, Imran, as-salamu alaykum uh, wa rahmatullahi Welcome. Wa alaykum wa Thanks for having me as always. Why do you describe uh, the history as glorious? Well, we know in the South African case, you know, unions were a
1: critical part of the anti-apartheid struggle. You know, they played a really pivotal role especially post-73. We had a moment in the country in 73 that was called the Durban moment when uh, black workers took, uh, you know, the corporate sector by shock and came out in their thousands and thousands, and that resulted in uh, a major trade union called uh, FOSATU, which was taken over, well, which was replaced in a way by COSATU in eighty five. And uh, during those latter 70s and, you know, much of the 80s, unions really played a significant role in resisting apartheid, in working with uh, civil society organizations, etc. So, you know, they go down in history as uh, having played a really important role in the anti-apartheid struggle.
0: Tell us about how the unions have then degenerated. Well, you know, the unions
1: of today are not the unions uh, under the leadership of people like Jay Naidoo in the late 80s and, uh, you know, others that came after his leadership. We know that corruption is very rife in the country. It's rife in political parties, but we also know that corruption is rife within uh, trade unions. And uh, some trade unions really do behave like uh, gangster organizations where. You know, jobs are sold, uh, people get killed, and uh, people need to give in to party bosses or union bosses in order to get things done. And we've seen that across the board, you know, from Saad to AMCO uh, to uh, and to a range of other unions
0: where essentially corruption has sipped in. Why do you describe what uh, Nehao is doing currently as a betrayal? I think, I think even people who are anti-union, you know, uh,
1: often uh, are tolerant of union activity would go on complaining. But I think what we saw in the last few days where doctors have being prevented from treating patients and uh, we're told unofficially that about four people may have died as a direct result of the union action. I think this is just unprecedented. You know, we haven't seen this kind of tagri, this kind of lawlessness Usually unions are governed by, uh, you know, strict discipline on the ground, although many people might disagree, but, you know, shop stewards controlling what happens, other marshals on the ground. Uh, but what we saw in recent days where people are, you know, just being uh, denied health care, I think that's sort of utterly disgusting. And uh, in that context, I think what Nehahu is doing is a betrayal, not only for their own cause but I think also betraying a very glorious history of trade unions in this country. And we would like to see Kosatu and the leadership of Nihahu coming out more strongly, you know, condemning these actions and not just saying it's saboteurs that are that are doing this.
0: So in your opinion then trade unions don't provide much hope for, for credible politics of the future? Well, many of them don't because you know we often
1: talk about uh, the moral center of our politics we talk about how unions can occupy that moral center unions can uh, you know call political parties to order but with the corruption we've seen within trade unions and the rot that's spreading within trade unions and the thuggery and uh, you know the kind of behavior we've seen in the last few days i think that really destroys the hope of uh, i mean who doesn't speak for all unions uh, but I think it really does impact uh, people's confidence in the trade union movement broadly.
0: So where should we be looking for this hope then? You know, Moolana, we're talking about
1: this, stats coming out every day from SARS and from other organizations about how many of our brightest young people are leaving and going to other shores, you know. Uh, so there is a desperate need for us to rescue what's going on and I think, you know, the days of just complaining and uh, stopping there are over. I do think we need to start, <coughs> ordinary people need to start getting their voices heard. I think the state needs to realize the extent of the frustration. You know, organizations like Defend Our Democracy, uh, Ravonia Circle and other civil society formations, uh, the Petrada Foundation and others who are coming together and getting their voices heard, Need to also speak more broadly to the more credible trade unions, to social movements, to you know credible people in our society—Mark Heywood, naidu and, and so many others—and who knows? There could be a broad front of credible and people with integrity coming together and uh, even thinking about electoral possibilities for 2024. I don't think it's too late. I think what people are getting worried about is the talk of Mashatila's ascendancy, Mashatila's uh, proximity to Malema, and the ANC's survival in 2024 being really concretized by a coalition with the EFF. And I think that frightens and concerns many, many people.
0: All right, Iman. As always, shukran so much for your time and for joining uh-huh. us. We really appreciate it. Thanks, mool As-salamu alaykum wa